your Bibles. This is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer and not just a hearer. Today, I will learn from God's Word and my life will never be the same because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. So today we are starting a brand new series for the month of December and then we will go back to living life to the fullest in January. I just sense um, that the Holy Spirit wanted me to do this. So I'm so very excited about doing this. God is good and all the time. That's the name of my series. And this is not a slogan. When we say God is good all the time, and all the time God is good, it is not a slogan. It is a spiritual reality. God is good and He is good all of the time. He is the good guy in your situation. So I was preaching in um, La Jolla, California, and I was teaching the same message about the goodness of the Lord. And after I finished preaching, a certain lady came to me and she said, Hey, Pastor, I heard you teach that God is good and that is good all the time. And I said, Yes, I say that. And I, I will preach that all the days of my life. And she said, But we also know that God is sovereign. And I said, What does that mean? And she said, It means that He controls everything. And I said, Where did you get that? And he says, We just know that God is sovereign and He controls everything. And I went to study to try and find out where she had gotten that. And I realized probably 60 to 70% of church people believed that. They believe that God is behind everything, every little thing that happens in their lives. So I answered her and I said, so are you trying to question the goodness of the Lord? Did you just come to come and challenge the fact that I said God is good and that is good all the time? And she, you know, kind of thought about it. She said, no, I'm not questioning. But what I'm saying is that God controls everything. So we started discussing. You know, I like talking to people. So I said, okay, he controls everything? And she said, yes. And I said, okay, the next time you think of stealing some money from your job or whatever, stealing some time, or for some of you, bond paper, <laughs> look unto heaven and say, Father, I thank you that you are in control right now. And I thank you that you have allowed for me to do this thing. Before you uh, run around on your spouse, before you cheat on your spouse, I want you to just look into heaven. Father, I thank you that you are in control. Does it make sense? Is God in control of you while you're cheating on your spouse? Yet, that's what the church world believes when there is a storm. They say it is the God who is in control. I remember in high school, I had a best friend, Tanasha, you might know him. And he, this guy died when he was about 13 years old. He used to live right opposite your house. He died when he was about 13. He was my best friend. And I was one of the poor bearers carrying his coffin, putting him down in the ground. And I questioned God. And I questioned uh, the, the uh, uh, theologians, the clergy. I said, man, what is going on? Why did Kevin die? And the man got in the pulpit and he said, God has done his will. Man, that messed me up for 30 years. To think that I'm trying to serve a God who has done his will by taking Kevin at 13 years old. Man, it messed me up. 
until I started reading the Bible for myself. And that changed. Amen? Well, let me just tell you when this uh, doctrine started. This doctrine that God controls everything started in uh, A.D. 400 by a gentleman called uh, St. Augustine. And he was actually a saint. And he started teaching on the omni, on a, on a God who uh, controls everything. In other words, he said because God is sovereign, he controls everything. But if you look up the word sovereign, I totally agree, God is sovereign. But what does that mean when we say God is sovereign? Here are some synonyms for the word sovereign. It means God has autonomy. It means God is independent. It means God is self-governing. It means God has self-rule. It means God has self-freedom and self-determination. Never will you see the word control to define sovereignty. What does that mean? That means God is not responsible for every single thing that happens in the earth realm today. So God is not omni-control. Because some of the things that people credit God with, if he was a citizen of any country in the world, would lock him up. Any country. You, you just pick any, I mean, if you kill babies, people say God has done his will. When a child has died, we would lock him up. It messes up God's character. What is that? Why do I have to deal with that? That forms what is called a philosophy, a system of thinking. And all of us here look at life through a, a, a filter. And if the filter that you look at life through says you are serving a God that can do anything, you are going to live a life defeated. But if your filter that you live life with says I'm serving a God that is good, and that is good all the time, you will win all the time. You know why? Because you will engage in uh, aggressive resistance for the works of the devil. See, this, this extreme, that's what I call it, the extreme sovereignty teaching, it renders people uh, uh, passive. It makes people just roll over and play dead when the enemy comes in to attack. Amen? But how many of you know that God is good and that He is good all the time? So Kevin wasn't killed by God. He was killed by the devil. I'd like to believe. There are so many reasons why bad things happen. And I wrote a book about it. So many things. So many reasons. I remember a few years ago, 2010, when I came to South Africa, I bought this V5 engine. Luxurious car. Boy, that thing was eating my breakfast lunch, dinner, and even popcorn. I mean, that thing was eating every penny that I had. And guess what? If I subscribed to the sovereignty of God, I would have said, God is the one who got me here. And God must be testing me. After I finish going through this V5 engine, I will come out strong. No, God wasn't testing me. It was my ego that was holding on to that thing. Because it was way above my pay grade. Amen? But the extreme sovereignty mentality will say it's God. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. So here is what uh, St. Augustine said. He said nothing happens. Someone say nothing happens. This is what he said. He said nothing happens 
unless God wills it to happen. That's not true. This is why we pray, study uh, the word, step into faith to change things and effect things in our lives. Amen? There was also another gentleman in uh, the 1500s called John Calvin. This is why this concept is called Calvinism. That teaches the extreme sovereignty of God. This is what he said. He said, all events are governed by God's secret plan. All events are governed by God's secret plan. That's not true. Amen? When Jesus came into the earth realm, he was actually opposing some of the events that were taking place in the earth realm. If they were governed by God's secret plan, why oppose them? The Bible says in Acts 10 verse 38 that how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power went about healing the sick and delivering all of the people who were oppressed of the devil. You know why? Because there is a thing called Satan and he is coming after all of us. And there are some works that take place in the earth realm that are works of Satan. Let's go now to 1 John chapter number 3 verse 8. This is the, probably the most important sermon I've ever preached. If I can get you to start thinking that God is good and that he is good all the time, I can guarantee you, you will win all the time. Because when terrible things happen, listen, I won't even ch change this sermon if I, God forbid, if I drop dead right now. Doesn't change the goodness of the Lord. See, the problem with the church, if the pastor drops dead, someone has to come up with some theology to make everyone comfortable. Oh no, the pastor died because, you see, God wanted him in heaven. He was kind of lonely in heaven. So he, are you for real? <laughs> I mean, we come up with all kinds of stuff. But how many of you know that God is good and that is good all the time? If you get fired from a job, it is not God. It could be many other reasons, but it's not God. Amen. And I'm not saying that you won't learn from things like that. I'm not saying that. I mean, you'll be in foolishness not to learn, right? But that's not God's way of teaching us. I mean, God doesn't kill your baby to teach you something. He's a good God, man. Hallelujah. Watch what he says. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose. Someone say for this purpose. The Son of God was manifested. This is the reason why Jesus was manifested. To destroy that he might destroy the works of the who? Now if everything that happens in the earth realm was controlled by God, what, 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 what would be the works of the devil? The Bible here just revealed to us that there is a thing in the earth realm called the works of the devil that Jesus came to destroy. Man, this is good teaching. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish I was writing notes myself. This is good teaching. Let's go to John chapter number 10, verse 10. Jesus came into the territory with a mindset that all of us were victims and he was coming to fight against the system that was oppressing us. And if Colossians 2.15 says he won, he spoiled all principalities, triumphing over them 
made the public show of them openly so that everyone could see that this system had been defeated amen so jesus won gave you the authority now you need to take that authority and enforce it on your life so you can keep winning watch what it says the thief who might be the thief i didn't hear that i did not hear that <laughs> who might be the thief god the holy spirit jesus who the devil right are we all in agreement what does the devil do the devil cometh not but to do what so if there's some stealing going on who 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 might be doing it i did not hear that come on preach with me so if something is stolen in your life it's the devil you know what we do? We turn around and say, Oh, God had my cell phone stolen because, you know, I was on Facebook too much and God wanted, God wanted me to... No, it was the devil. You might have been on Facebook too much, but that's another issue. We'll deal with it on another day. See, God is not like a wife. Wives don't know how to deal with one issue on one day. <laughs> you might be dealing about washing dishes and you yeah, that's why you failed woodwork. Like, but... But the issue was washing dishes. I mean, we think God just mixes up issues. They are Facebook, let's get their cell phones stolen. No, God deals with an issue. <laughs> One issue at a time, amen? So the enemy comes not but to steal, to kill. So if there is some killing, it's the devil. Who is doing the killing? Now, it's a hard thing for a pastor to go in a, and preach this at a funeral. But I'm preaching to people who are alive and no one is going through stuff. So I can preach this. But when your baby is dead, I'm not going to preach this. I'll come and preach the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And extend salvation to those who are alive. But before someone dies, let's settle it. When someone dies, this dude, the thief, the devil, is the one who is responsible. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. And then he flips it. Jesus now is talking. I came that you might have life and that they might have it how? Jesus is saying, I came that you might have increase. I'm not the one taking away things from you. Don't get it mixed up. Thank you, Jesus. This is good stuff. Let's go now to James chapter number 1, verse 13. James chapter number 1, verse 13. I'm going to read it in the Message Bible. Watch what it says. Don't let anyone under pressure to give in to the devil say what? What should you not say? What did he say? How many people have you heard say this? You know, God is the one who is trying to teach me a lesson here. How many people have you heard say this? Scripture is clear. When you're under pressure and the devil wants you to give in, do not say these words. It is God who is trying to trip me up. You know why? Because God is impervious to evil. That word impervious means God is not a channel to evil. 
Evil cannot flow through God. You know why? Because God is good and is good how many times? All the time. He's impervious. He's allergic to evil. God and evil can't even coexist. Is that what the Bible says in John chapter number 1? It says, how can light and darkness coexist? God is the light. God is the goodness. And out of him is not going to flow any bad things. I mean, Jesus said, how can a well bring forth sweet waters and bitter waters at the same time? That's not going to happen. God is good and he is good 100% of the times. God is impervious to evil and puts evil in no one's way. I mean, how clear can it get? Let's go to James chapter number 1 from verse 16. God is good all the time. James chapter number 1 from 16 to 17. Let's read it in the New King James Bible. Don't be deceived. My beloved brethren, next verse. Every, how much? I didn't hear that. Every, how much? Now, if we take out God from good, what are you left with? Zero. Oh, oh. Can you see that? Every good gift, not some good gifts. Every good gift. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. In other words, God is not schizophrenic. God is consistent. And his consistency is in goodness. And this is the lens. Man, what I'm doing right now is I'm doing a service A on your mind. You know when you go to the garage and you drop your car and they do service A, the major one? That's what I'm doing. We want to change all the filters. and Man, we want to change the way you look at life. The next time something bad happens, you won't even entertain the thought that, you know, God might be trying to do something because he doesn't throw evil in anyone's way. You will know that this this is the devil. This is this is my own ignorance. How many of you know that your own ignorance can sometimes get you into trouble? See, but if it's God all the time, guess what? You can excuse your ignorance. Your own ignorance. Sometimes because we are in battle, and this is battleground, things will come at you. Things will be thrown at you. Some bullets will be fired at you. I mean, you're busy minding your own business, being a good guy. The devil will be shooting some things at you. You know why? Because we're in battleground. This is why the Bible uses words like resist the devil. And that word resist has military connotations. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It says fight the good fight of faith. You know why? Because we're in battleground. Things will come at you. And sometimes things happen and we don't even know the reason why bad things happen. But what we know is that it is not God who is bringing the bad things. And when you approach life that way, you will win all the time. But when someone dies and you are the one saying, 
You know, God has done his will. Ah, yes. Ah. When you approach life that way, you'll be defeated all the time. You get fired from a job, ah, God has done his will. You know, you go through a divorce, ah, you know, God is trying to teach me something. I mean, what kind of a, what kind of a father would God be to want you to go through a divorce to teach you something? I mean, what kind of a father is that? I mean, we would put him in prison if he was a real person, right? <laughs> what kind of a father would put some sickness on you, you know, throw cancer on you, I want to teach them something? What kind of a father? I mean, any dads in the house? Would any of you do that? I mean, Jesus uh, uh, giving a, 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 a teaching said about fathers. He said, man, how many of you fathers in here would give a scorpion when a, your child asks for, for, for bread and, and would give a, snakes, a snake when they want food? How many of you do that? And then there was like, no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not. And he says, man, how much more would your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? He says, in fact, he says, when you being evil know how to do good things, how much more is God whose nature is goodness? So this is the philosophy. This is the filter you must use to look at life. And if you don't change the filter, if you go with the extreme sovereignty filter, you'll be defeated all the time. Amen? I said amen. So every good, perfect gift comes from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. It's not happening. Amen? Let's go now to G Hebrews chapter number 1. I have 10 more minutes. Hebrews chapter number 1 verse 3. And I want to read it in the New Living Translation. Hebrews chapter number 1 verse 3. If you want to know God, here's what you can do. You can look at Jesus. Watch what he says. The Son. Who might be the Son? Capital letter S. Come on, preach with me. Jesus, right? And he says, the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very what? Of who? So Jesus expresses the very character of God. Did you read that? So if you want to know the character of God, who can you look at? Now I want to ask you a question. At what point in Jesus' ministry did he put sickness on someone to teach him something? At what point did he say, okay, you, you 5,000 people, I've been preaching at you and now you're hungry. Okay, we're going to leave you hungry for two more days so we can teach you something. So when you come out of it, you come out a spiritual giant. Yeah. If you look at Jesus, you see God, right? When he saw sick people, what did he do? No one did he ever say, are you? It is because of your sin. See, God's goodness transcends even your sin. Amen. He will still do good things for you while you are in your sin. Sin is stupid because it will get you messed up, but God's love transcends your sin. He loves you. It's called unconditional love. It's agape. He can't help it but love you. You know why? Because He is love. Man, God is good and He's good all the time. You remember the woman was caught in the act of adultery? They didn't say we suspect this woman might be sleeping around. No, they said we caught her in the act. I wonder though, I mean, was she acting alone? Where was the guy? See what religion does? 
It doesn't apply the law equally. In fact, the way to dictate religion, just look at things that oppress other groups of people. Whether women, children, black, white, Latino, whatever. If anything oppresses other groups of people, it's religion. It's not Bible. It's not relationship with God. They brought her to Jesus, and Jesus was like, hey, what's happening? He said, well, we caught her in the act of adultery. And Jesus said, really? He said, yes. Jesus knelt down and started writing. I wonder what he was writing. <laughs> and then after he finished writing, you know, a lot of people think he was writing all kinds of stuff. She just said Ten Commandments. I don't know. <laughs> he was writing stuff. I would like to believe he was writing names of people. And putting their sins next to it. Brian. Adultery with Betty. 27 August 2016. James. For the same sin you want to get me to kill this one? Let me show you. You've been living this way. James. You always look at women lustfully. And if you just look. According to the law. You've committed. James all the time. Last all the time. And then he got up and he said, Okay, whichever one of you does th that does not have any sin, cast the first stone. And then by the time he turned around, <laughs> they were all gone. And then he looked at her and he says, Where are your condemners? And she said, They were not found. They are not here. And he said, Neither do I condemn you. And he says, You have been forgiven. I mean, this woman didn't fast for 40 days to deserve forgiveness. She didn't even show him that she was repentant. She was just standing there. I mean, this guy is extending forgiveness to someone who didn't even ask to be forgiven. Says, woman, you've been forgiven. Go your way and sin no more. I mean, God is on the good side of the ledger all the time. I don't understand these people that say, you know, God is the one who is doing all kinds. No, he's not. Amen? I mean, just look at Jesus. He was there to solve problems. Amen? Let's go now quickly to, uh, man, John chapter number 14, verse 9. John chapter number 14, verse 9. Thank you, Jesus. Watch what he says. Jesus replied, Hey, I, have I been with you all this time, Philip? And you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the who? I didn't hear that. I did not hear that. Jesus is saying, if you see the way I live, that's exactly the character of the Father. That's who God is. And Jesus just loved on people. All kinds of people. Remember the woman with five husbands? I mean, he didn't treat her the way some of the, uh, you know, 21st century pastors would treat someone with five husbands. I mean, he spoke to her like a person. He didn't get in front of the church to tell everyone what her sin was. You, you shall not be serving for about 12 months, but while you are not serving, we want you to come to the front of the church and tell everyone what you did. want you to do it. You know why? Because they have not caught the revelation of God's goodness for them. Yeah. Man, if you know how God has been good to you, you'll be good to others. Yeah. You know why? 
Because <laughs> you realize you, you yourself, you are a mess. See, people think they are lovable. I mean, God's standard is so high, no one is lovable. In the Old Testament, you are not even allowed to sweat. Now, when you get home, just check and see. If you have any sweat, you didn't make the cut. In the Old Testament, you couldn't go in the presence of the Lord with a pimple. You'd be struck dead. Pow! Fire! <laughs> so God's standard is so high, no one, no one could make it. The only thing, the only reason we make God's standard is because of God's goodness and God's love for us. I mean, God bankrupted heaven to send His one and only Son because of His love for you. What makes you think He won't bless you with a new car? It's a philosophy. While that philosophy is in front of you, you will keep limiting God and what God can do for you. But when you have a philosophy of God's goodness, you will win all the time. Someone shout, all I do is win, win, win. No matter what. Second Timothy, chapter number 3, verse 15. Here's another concept that they have in the extreme sovereignty world. Next week, we're going to be dealing with the story of Job. You know, I know there's a lot of controversy there. But people ignore the obvious stuff that Job said. You know, in dealing with God. And guess what? It's not even your covenant. Did you know that? I mean, to read Job and equate Job to yourself is, a, is an insult on what Jesus did on the cross. You are on the other side of the cross. But even in the story of Job, you will see the goodness of the Lord. So we'll deal with it next week. Man, I'm looking forward to it. Here's another concept they say. Sometimes God allows us to suffer. So that we may grow spiritually. So in other words, God uses suffering to, to grow us spiritually. Is that what the Bible says? Let's check. What does the Bible say? When God wants us to grow. And that from a child, thou hast known the holy what? Scriptures, which are able to make you what? Wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Next verse. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is, for, is, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Next verse. That the man of God may be perfect. That word perfect means mature. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. This is how you grow spiritually. You will not find a scripture that says God uses suffering to grow his people. And I'm not saying you won't learn something from mistakes. I'm not saying that. But it's the lowest form of learning. And it does not even come from God. The way you learn is through His Word. John chapter number 15 from verse 1 to 13. The Bible says in Revelations, the ones He loves, He what? Chastises, right? Or He prunes, Right? I used to wonder what the pruning of the Lord was. I mean, God is pruning you. I mean, I, I went through some months, couldn't pay rent. Some religious teacher came, ah, the Lord is pruning you, Baba. He's pruning you, ah, he's pruning you. I mean, it's tough. And it's tough to be in a place like that, a religious place like Because, I mean, when you prune, what do you use? A scissors, right? 
and at what point am I getting pruned and, you know, so I can be ready? Because at least if I know God is going to be pruning me next week, Wednesday, I can tense on Wednesday and just tense it. Then God, and then he prunes me and, oh, thank you, Lord. I mean, how, where does the pruning take place and how does it take? I want to know. Right? Because it got me living a life of fear. Now the Lord is pruning me. How does he prune? I say John 15 from verse 1. John chapter number 15 from verse 1. He says, In the be- uh, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. He's the one who prunes, right? Watch what he says. Next verse. Every branch in me that bears no fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purgeth, or he prunes, that it may bring forth more fruit. Next verse. Verse 3. Now you are clean through the word I have spoken unto you. Give it to me in the New Living uh, Translation, verse 3. Verse 3. You have already been what? I didn't hear that. You have already been what? How have you been pruned? He tells you. You have been pruned and purified by the what? He didn't say you've been pruned and uh, purified by circumstances. Or by suffering. Did you see that? You didn't get pruned by sickness. You got pruned by my word. I give you the word and the word does the pruning. And that's what God is saying. Amen. First Peter chapter number 2 verse 2. The best teacher is Jesus and his word. If you want to learn, if you want to be pruned, go into his word. First Peter chapter number 2 verse 2. What time is it? 32 past? We're out of time? 